Yo. Well, well, well. Here we are back at the Cat Shack. It is Tuesday, October 3rd. Um, we are joined here by a valiant guest, uh, Mr. Brian 2.0, known as 2.0, because uh, my name is Brian and uh, he is the more advanced version. So welcome in. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Awesome. I, uh, I wish I could be joining under better circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So for some context here, uh, 2.0 is a Giants fan. So, you know, figure it makes sense to kind of come on here, um, you know, wallow in our, our mutual misery. Uh, maybe have a little debate, you know, who's in a worse situation right now. Uh, we can get to that in a minute. Um, but, you know, Giants fresh Monday night game. I'm sure it's still fresh on the mind. You want to give some some opening remarks here on, on your thoughts from that performance? Uh yeah, um, well, I guess, where do I start? Um, the Giants, uh, we were a playoff team last year. Um, we actually won a playoff game. We have the coach of the year, for uh, reigning coach of the year. Um, we added more weapons. We signed our quarterback to 100. Who, Waller? What's that? Yeah, we Tom added Waller. Dar- Darren Waller. Yeah. Um. Got Jalen Hyatt, the Bolitnikov winner in the draft. Um. We yeah. So we added more weapons. Coach of the year. Um. We signed our quarterback to a hundred and sixty million dollar contract. <laughs> we signed our left tackle to I believe a hundred and I for I forget what what the number is, but we have a we signed our left our left tackle all pro Andrew Thomas, and we signed our defensive tackle, who's arguably one of the best defensive tackles in the league. And uh, here we are at one and three, coming off one of the most humiliating, brutal primetime losses of my lifetime in a very winnable game. Um, you can argue that there were injuries. You can argue that Saquon wasn't playing. You can argue that Andrew Thomas wasn't playing. But at the end of the day, it's the fucking Seahawks, and we got we got obliterated. Um, Daniel Jones is now zero and thirteen in games that aren't on Sunday. Wow. Um, I believe he's one and fifteen in primetime games. Um, we we earlier in the year lost by forty points on the opening night at MetLife Stadium. Um, <laughs> so now we 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 we're coming into week four, and we have scored three points in all of the first halves we've played. Three points. Um. We've given up over 11 sacks in two separate games, two separate occasions. Um, our special teams, which this this might be one of the biggest slaps, slaps in the face of all time. Our special teams continues to fail at every single level, um, starting with the Cowboys game where we open on the opening drive, had a blocked field goal returned for a touchdown, completely blowing up the game to multiple muffed punts, to guys letting the ball roll inside the five, to penalties, to running into the kicker. Last night we had our backup running back run into the punter, um, giving them yeah. a first down, which is great. Good old Brightwell. Um, so our special team, so we have a struggling offense. So you, you'd think, oh, maybe with a struggling offense, you might have a defense that steps up or you might have your special teams hold their own. But no, none of that has happened. Last night the defense looked better performing against – um, an already horrendous offensive line that had almost none of its starters playing and then had two injured. And I think we came out of the game with three sacks. Uh, we're paying 
our defensive tackle next to Dexter Lawrence Leonard Williams over $36 million this year, and he Good has Lord. yet to record a sack. Yet to record a sack, um, coming off a, I believe, four-sack year last year. Um, our rookie from two years ago, Aziz Ojolari, has... Um, he recorded 11 sacks his rookie year, but now his hamstring has l- allowed him to play maybe eight games in the past two years. Um, and he's been a no show. Yeah. Um, our Thibodeau, two rookie corner Thibodeau's kind of a bum too. I mean, he's he's not bad, but I mean, for what for where you drafted him, I feel like is it fair to say he's been a slight dis- a slight disappointment so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, I I hear that. Yeah, he's he he he's been a disappointment. Uh, player development on on all levels has been a problem. Um, I'm sure if Kayvon Thibodeau had been drafted to most teams, not named the Giants, the Panthers, the the I I can't even throw the Lions and Browns in there anymore. But he probably would have been one of the best defensive ends in the league. But no, he's been a disappointment. Um. I still think so. There are some, if you look really closely, there are some bright sides. I mean, Thibodeau last night had two sacks, which was all right. There you go. Um, so that's, I guess, I think that I think that that's actually pretty much it. That, that I think that's all the bright side. Um, yeah. But yeah, looking forward, things are a little grim, especially considering we have the hard one of the hardest schedules in the entire league. Yeah, you're about to get assaulted the next two weeks, so might as well just say one and five. I mean, I I do think it's fair to say I know anything can happen in the NFL, but at Miami next week, you know. So here's the thing: that's a loss. Coming uh, into the year, I looked at the schedule, and I thought we'd be after I I, th- I think after this stretch we'd be two and five. I thought we'd be, okay. beat the Seahawks. I thought we'd beat the Seahawks. Yeah. I never thought we were beating the Niners. Um. The Cowboys game, I mean, it's crazy to say at this point, still was a little bit fluky, but at the end of the day, we would have lost that. It got completely blown up at the beginning of the game, but at the end of the day, would have been a loss regardless. It could have been avo- 40 to nothing could have been avoided, but um, but it wasn't. Um, but that, that that was always a loss. The 49ers was always a loss. Um, Bills was always a loss. When they lost the Jets, I was, you know, I was like, maybe, but then... Yeah. Yeah, no. After last night, that that that's a loss. Uh, Dolphins probably going into the year. I thought maybe, maybe not, but no, that's going to be a loss as well. So then it, op- then it opens up for you guys. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a nice little little stretch in the middle of the season where if they can win win all those, maybe they can salvage some semblance of the football team. But if 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 they don't win every single one of those games, they got the schedule right in front of me actually. The schedule we're looking at. Um, yeah. So we got Commanders, which is a win. We beat the Commanders every year. Um, I don't care what anyone says. We will beat the Commanders. Uh, Jets, I still think we could win. Raiders, I think, is winnable. Cowboys is a loss. Commanders is another win. Patriots is winnable. Packers is winnable. Saints is winnable. And then we're just going to go and get blown out on Christmas Day by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, followed by probably a devastating loss to the Rams. Correct. And then we're going to finish out under 500 with a second loss to the Eagles, probably with the Eagles playing all of their backups because they have yeah. clinched a playoff spot. So maybe we'll win that one. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a pride game. We'll play our starters. Who knows? But yeah, I think it, that's, yeah. it's not looking great 
it, it's not. See, would you good. would you go as far to say, given the fact, let's just say, basically, you know, Dolphins, Bills, let's just call one and five. Even yeah, if you yeah, be in the group of uh, taking the Cowboys out, Commanders at home, Jets at home, on against the Raiders, at Commanders and Patriots at home. That's five games. You gotta win. I mean, to have any, you know, to even sniff eight and nine or anything like that, you obviously need to win at least four of those games. But to be honest, with how they've looked right now, I think that winning three of those games would be a would be a, a big success. Uh, I think I think for the Giants with Andrew Thomas back and with Saquon back, yeah, dude, that, that should line is, win those games. <sighs> Saquon, Saquon earned his money. I mean, this this how bad they look without him and obviously the o-line plays plays a big role in that too but i mean they need they need to pay saquon after the season i know he's just sitting on a one-year deal right now i mean they need i don't i don't know what else what needs to change who needs to go to make that happen but with these weapons and waller is not what and maybe it's on daniel jones maybe he has no time maybe there's a multitude of factors in it but the fact is waller has been a total and utter no-show to the demise of my fantasy team I mean, the weapons are <laughs> the, the tight ends and the receivers, you know, we can see how high it develops, you know, can, I mean, it's not looking good either. So, I mean, so, if you don't have Saquon and then you roll these receivers back into town, okay, we shored up the O-line. I don't see the, I don't see the, the future here. Um, you know, if Daniel, especially if Dan Jones is playing like this, because, and it's tough when you've invested so heavily in the O-line with your, some of your top picks, Thomas was top 10 pick. And then Evan Neal, who it seems like Evan Neal, he seems to be under the influence when he's playing. He seems to be on drugs or or, or something. He's he's no idea what's going on. It's tough to he, watch. I mean, he's he, he is he's a turnstile. He's an oaf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, I mean, who knows? Uh, again, if he went to a different team, he might have been one of the best tackles in the league. Um, our O line coach. So we have two coaches that have been held over. From the Dave Gettleman era, from the John Mara era, era, and those are our special team coach, Thomas McGahee, and our O-line coach, Bobby Johnson. And they're both big, fat butt cheeks that together form a big, stinky ass. And and and, and the fact that we fired every other, including John Mara's son, we, we ousted every other member of that regime. And 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 continue to keep them, and and hold together one of the worst O line groups for the past decade, with one of the worst special teams groups in the past decade. And we decide to keep those two out of everyone in the entire organization. Those two are the ones we keep. And then after the game, they of course Brian Dable is asked about it. Is there going to be any coaching changes? And he just says, No, no, no. Everything will be fine. We'll just we're we'll. we'll we'll put our heads down and we'll get ready for, for, for the fucking bills. So yeah, good luck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who just blew out the dolphins. So he knows the truth. He knows the truth. And I, I know you probably hated it and might think it's ridiculous, but the clip of a uh, good old Colin Cowherd that I saw this morning where he said that, Hey, he's like, Hey, if I'm Brian Dable and now the giants are locked into this Daniel Jones contract, they're and, not locked in. So when can they move off of him? Two, it, it, two years of guaranteed. So this year and next year. <laughs> so that's not. They that's were never not, elected. Okay. Well, two two years uh, down down the tubes. Maybe not. No. If, the problem is that I see is it, also it, with it, Daniel if, Jones. If Daniel Jones 
plays at, say, last year's level. And I again, I understand we, we've talked about this in the past a little bit where, you know, hey, in three years, a quarterback getting paid 40 million to even two years really is 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 pretty reasonable because the truth is, is that Daniel Jones at his best, you know, with a competent O-line with Saquon out there, he's an average he's an average quarterback. You know, I mean. We've never seen him with a competent O-line. That, that's my main point. Okay, but yeah, I'm going to throw last night out the window because I will fully admit in his four years of being here, by far his worst performance. And I understand he was sacked 11 times, but the pick six was unforgivable and the fumble was unforgivable. Yes. And ultimately, had those two plays not happened, we probably would have won. So, yeah. so I'll admit to that. But what I will say is, what I will say is, like, like look at the Cowboys game. If Caleb Williams is playing in that game, what's the difference, realistically? In the Cowboys game, prob- probably not much. Maybe I a mean, touchdown. That was that Maybe. was basically just an ass pounding from from the jump, um, defense, special teams, and then once I, the I Giants once that. the Giants were down and they're having to throw every down. Yeah, you know it was it, Daniel Jones is not that kind of guy. The O line is a complete mismatch against the Cowboys D line. And that's really the main problem that I see. Another main problem. I mean, there's just a, there's a long list of problems, but with this division that you have going, I mean, you've got the, e- the Eagles are going to be around. Maybe they can't keep. You know, maybe you could say, okay, Lane Johnson doesn't last forever. Okay, Kelsey doesn't last forever. You know, there's pieces. Brandon Graham is going to be done. I mean, you know, Slay's getting up there, but you know, Hertz is going to be around. That the was Cowboys, a lot of things you just named. You just named a lot of things, by the way. That Cowboys. Defense, that was like the whole team. It, it's a problem to be the giants right now where for the, that that, at least for the short term future, it's hard to see a world where with Daniel Jones under center, you are anything better than the third team in that division, which is a with, tough reality with, with the current roster. Absolutely. But again, this team made the playoffs last year and they won a game. Yeah, and they only added more pieces. I mean, the only guy who left on that O line is is John Feliciano, who's one of the worst players I've ever seen play, and and somehow we end up in a position. So, like, if I I'll try and make this quick, but if I were to break down who was playing at O line last night, our left tackle was going into the year our backup left guard, our left guard going into the year. Our, our left guard last night going into the year was a, on the practice squad. Our center last night was our backup left guard going into the year. And our right guard was our third string left guard. And then our right tackle was just Evan Neal. <laughs> so, so like yeah. when you look at that line, like, like I don't understand how a team who has invested so much capital has just n- yeah. nothing to show for it. I mean, Andrew Thomas, obviously Dave Gettleman hit on. But like, Dave. I mean, if you throw enough darts at a board, you're eventually yeah. going to hit them. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, it's just it's just one guy after another. And by the way, two of those guys aren't you can't even blame De- Gettleman for. Two of those guys were drafted by Joe Shane. He drafted the left guard from UNC, and then he drafted that guard's backup in the same draft. And they were both wow. starting last night. It makes no sense. It, it, it wow. really it boggles the mind. Yeah, that's uh. That's that's pretty shocking. I I didn't know that. I mean, literally taking a a backup ACC guard in being drafted is 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 pretty shocking. I mean that in the fourth round, by the way. Yeah, that's wow. 
I mean, I dude, I mean, in terms of O-line problems, I, I understand. I, I totally get it. This is a crazy fact I saw today. We drafted a rookie from NC State who's been starting at guard. He has a lot. His name is Chandler Zavala. He has a lot. Not Icom. No, well, he's. I mean, he was. He's been pretty bad too. So but, we got uh, the UNC guys, and you guys got the NC NC State yeah, guys. Yeah, and he has and... allowed twenty eight pressures this season, <laughs> and no other guard in the league has allowed more than fourteen. So he has <laughs> doubled the pressures allowed of any qualified guard in the NFL. So that's where we're at. And I think I don't. Did you did you get to watch any of the Panthers game? Yeah, I watched. You, I watched. you did. Okay. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Another, I'm a, I'm a red zone guy. Another, another sad one. Yeah, there probably wasn't a ton of, of red <laughs> zone going on for the Panthers. I mean, another week, zero offensive touchdowns. Um, I, it's you know, I, I think <laughs> I don't know if you saw much of Young. I do think that Young played pretty well, um, with the exception of the fumble that led to six points, uh, which really changed the game because for most of this game, most of the game, we were in control. I mean, it was just they got the Vikings got the ball first, marched down the field. I'm thinking, here we go again. And then boom, 99 yard pick six. And it's like, I mean, that totally changed the game. The defense completely stepped up. And I think the defense for the Panthers is going to start getting, you know, pretty, pretty frustrated um, with the offense because it's just not working. I mean, they're down. We're down some players. I mean, no JC, no Xavier Woods, no Shaq Thompson. And these guys are coming in and they're playing well. I mean, Cousins has been balling out. I mean, he was the number one fantasy quarterback going into this week, and he had 139 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. So we were getting to him, you know? I mean, that's the bright side for the Panthers is the defense is still, you know, pretty good. It's above it's it's above average, I'd say. I mean, we I guess we did give up 37 to the Seahawks, but <laughs> I think it's an above average, uh above average defense. But the the interest another interesting thing with the Panthers that I was seeing a lot of today is Obviously, we're going to be active in the in the wide receiver market, um, but that they're not only just looking to add any old wide receiver, they're looking to add a true number one talent. I I did see some some rumors about a familiar face. So a familiar face, Devontae? <laughs> no, I I saw I saw I saw oh, DJ? I believe the same post you're talking about, and all the comments were to get DJ Moore back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would love to have DJ back. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think maybe I think that like Devontae Adams seems a little bit unrealistic. Um in what world is Devontae Adams coming to that to that team? In in no world. In no world. So here's Plus, the I thing. Mean, here's the thing ahead. about the with the Giants, there's always that hope that no matter how bad they are, some guy's just gonna be like, Man, I can get paid a ton of money in New York City. Yeah. I yep. just feel like there might not be a lot of that going on down down in Carolina. No, absolutely not. Um, but so that being said, the, the, those guys do come, and they're the Brandon Marshalls of the world, and they, they suck anyway. So we end up in the same boat regardless. Maybe like a Judy. You know, I'm thinking like a, like a Jerry Judy type. I mean, Higgins is going to be pretty expensive, but I think Judy has performed poorly enough. Like, he's not bad. He's a pretty good player, but I think coming into the NFL – People expected a little bit more from him. Some of that could be quarterback play. Some of that could be whatever else. But I think that Judy might be a pretty good value where maybe we give up, you know, a third round pick or something like that um, for the Broncos who are just kind of giving up along with us. Um, he's the kind of guy, you know, intermediate routes can get open quick. You know, T. Higgins would be great, but T. Higgins is more of a, 
seems to be more of a, you know, kind of a jump ball, you know, yeah. down, down in the red zone kind of guy. And we just need somebody to get open on second and nine after Sanders runs for one yard. <laughs> um, so I think that, I think that, you know, that's something to, to keep an eye on. It, it'll be good, good for Bryce. So we don't totally ruin him the first year. So I'm hearing a lot from what you're saying that sounds very similar to a lot of stuff I say and a lot of stuff Giants fans say. Going back to what you said earlier, you talked about how they were in control of the game and then a brutal pick six happened. And I've done a lot of thinking because that I've been in that same position a lot. It goes, man, we really, if things just went this way or that way, we really could have won this game. But at the end of the day, if it happens every game, yeah, you're just not a good team at that point. And the Giants yeah. are the same way. All my friends are Eagles fans. That happens once a year to the Eagles, yeah. like like a, a one big game-changing, game-losing play. It yeah. happens every other week for teams like you and us. And then what else is similar is the guys you're listing are <laughs> shockingly like the exact same guys that Giants fans wanted going into this year. T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, um, I'm sure you've heard of Chase Claypool thrown around. Fuck it, and, I'll take Chase. I'll take fucking Claypool, man. I mean, Claypool is one of those guys at this point where like you can throw a seventh rounder at him that will probably amount yeah. to nothing anyway, and maybe he'll be as good as he was at Notre Dame and as good in the Steelers. But he's not turning the franchise around. No. It, what 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 surprises me about what the Panthers did is how they s- sunk a lot of capital to get Bryce Young and have surrounded him with 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 just. They, they they didn't even give him with a, nothing. a chance to succeed. Yeah. With nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. The only guy who's shown up, who's shown up to play for the Panthers, the only guy that we signed is Adam Thielen. And yeah. he's not even, he can't be, he's our clear number one. Chark, Chark is pretty much a total no-show. I expected that if Chark was healthy, he should be able to be the best receiver on the team. But it's clear that with all the short yardage bullshit, Frank Wright calling screens every other fucking play, little outs and curls to Thielen. At least Thielen's showing up. I mean, he had a pretty good game against the Vikings. He had a phenomenal game against the Seahawks. But the truth is, he should be, he's like a really good number three for like a good team. Yeah. Like if if, if the Eagles had him as their number three, I'd be like, nice. That's good. Yeah. Good. But for the five, Panthers, he's touchdowns. all they got. Yeah. And the Hurst is, okay, we signed Hurst. We signed Miles Sanders. You're signing a bunch of average starters and thinking that something has changed. And Sanders has now shown us to be potentially a below average starter. I know our our run blocking is terrible, so it's it's tough to say. Um, but Hurst Hurst showed up week one in Atlanta, and he he he's been absent ever since. So I, I don't know what it is, but it's obviously not enough. So the only we can trade for somebody this year, or we can just wait, try to draft another young guy, and this is with our second round pick. What, what oh, they're man. doing, the Giants have been doing the same thing for a decade at this point, is they they, they fill up your, your plate in the offseason with just enough garbage that it looks good. Exactly. Or not good, but good enough that you buy tickets and you get your hopes up a little bit. Yeah. And then it all comes crashing down. Every yes. Single, yeah. Every I would single. suggest. Yeah. I would suggest anybody listening, go back and listen to the second episode of the Cat Shack when they released the schedule and my my predictions for the season and just learn the delusion. I mean, it was, I've been totally fooled. I've been hoodwinked. I mean, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to gift the bears a top three pick pretty, I mean, pretty <laughs> much guaranteed that we're going to gift them that. Um, 
But the you other know. day, you, you you look at you look at C.J. Stroud, and it's probably tough because he's balling out. And you look yes. at Anthony Richardson, you think the same thing. But at the end of the day, if you ne- you will never know, and you will never know that if had it been the other way around, C.J. Stroud could have come there, and you, Bryce Young could have gone there, and it would have been this the exact opposite. Yeah, and you never because, know. It's be- too soon. They, yeah, they never gave him a chance, and w- and you're going to end up in the same boat that I'm in where Bryce Young will flash throughout the years and he'll get enough to maybe get a second contract and he, he or or he'll do better I don't know I'm just assuming I, but this is what has happened to me where they they've surrounded him with nothing they've changed his coach around they've given him no <laughs> o-line no weapons not even given him a single chance of succeeding and then he'll he'll on his own flash a little bit just enough that you'll have to defend them and yep. then you'll never know Ever, because he'll end up either getting cut or going to a different team, or or maybe he'll succeed. I don't know. But you'll never know what could have been had he had, had they just yeah. helped him out a little bit. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good assessment. Two point I think it's very and, true. And the first couple of years are, are 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 so important. Like it could be a situation where he might have been good, but his confidence was shattered. Or yeah, like the Giants, Daniel Jones' first year was great under Pat Shermer. I mean, he had turnovers and stuff, but like, like offensively, he was getting the ball out quick. And then he spent two years with Jason Garrett who shattered his confidence. And, 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 and it, it just, it, those first couple of years are so crucial and it could, it, it just, I just hope it doesn't happen to you because yeah. I like the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing against the Panthers. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. I think, uh, I think that's a fair um, recap of the the Giants and the Panthers' current situation. I wanted to briefly discuss my top 10 power rankings through week four. I know you had a few quandaries. Um, so I'm just going to start from the top, list, list them one through 10. Uh, we've got the Niners. I don't think there's any arguments there. Bills at nope. two. Eagles at three. Chiefs at four. Um, Dolphins at five. Cowboys at six. Ravens at seven, Lions at eight, Seahawks at nine, and the Buccaneers at 10. Um, honorable mentions, I've got the Chargers, the Browns, the Commanders. Uh, forget about them. Bears, Giants, Panthers. I mean, you could put the, you could put a couple other teams in there. Uh, and feisty teams, I think the Texans are extremely feisty. I think the Rams have shown to be extremely feisty. I think the Colts are extremely feisty. Um, and there's probably a couple other teams. I mean, I would consider the Titans a feisty team. I mean, they could get destroyed one week and then, you know, they show up and they beat the Bengals 20, 27 to three. So you never know with those teams, but that's my, that's my top 10. So off the bat, I think your feisty teams are pretty good. Uh, I would not put the Titans in there. I I think the Titans are a wash and maybe even got lucky against a horrible Bengals. And I might slide the Bengals into the forget about them category at this point. Maybe but so. Broncos as well. Um, but as far as your top 10 goes, I, I just, I, I struggle to see how a team like the Buccaneers can find its way up there. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, you could say they hung in there against the Eagles, but everyone has hung in there against the Eagles. The, they just got into a dog fight against the commanders. You know who else got in a dog fight with the commanders? The Broncos, the, who, yeah. who, who, who lost by a million to the Dolphins. Uh, every team has been in the dogfight with the Eagles this year. The Patriots were in the same boat. I mean, the Eagles are 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 whatever undefeated. I'm not going to say that they don't deserve to be where you have them. Yeah, but, well, that's why I didn't put them at. That's why I didn't put them. You know, 
at even two because I felt like the Bills, even though they've had a loss, have been more impressive overall. At least yeah, because the Bills' loss did seem a little fluky, almost. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, what what to make of that game. I mean, it ended on a, a punt return, and I guess the Jets' defense is the real deal. But also, uh, you, you've got the the Cowboys and the Ravens ranked at six and seven, which to me, I I feel like the Cowboys are just the kings of of finding themselves so high in early season power rankings, and every year they are the exact same level. Uh, they compete at the exact same level since I've been alive. They 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 they'll win ten or eleven games, and they'll lose in the playoffs. And you, they're a team that just lost to the Cardinals by two possessions. So I I just I I don't know how that team yeah. is the sixth best team. The, the Cardinals are trying to lose because I think that just just as the way you need to factor in like a bad loss. I think obviously the Cardinals' loss is a bad loss. Trust me, I, I lost a lot of money on that one. But I also think that. Their their wins have been just extremely dominant wins. Like their, de- right? their defense mean, with under Dan Quinn is a real deal. I'll admit it. The giant, I mean Dan Dan Quinn, uh, just has every one of the Giants O linemen ha- having no idea where they are at all times. So I'll admit that. But uh, they they blown out the Giants and the Jets under Zach Wilson, and then the Patriots. I mean, to me, the, that's not 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 the that, Patriots not hung with the Patriots hung with a lot of good teams. Again, they hung with the Eagles. until they played the but, Cowboys. And you agree the Eagles are good. You, there's no there's no dismissing whether they played great or not so far. That's fine. But there's no dismissing that the Eagles are good. But every team the Eagles have played has hung with them, and they're not great teams. The Buccaneers are not a great team. No, they're not a great team. Listen, I I'm I mean they're division rivals, so. The Commanders um, are certainly not a great team. Uh, they almost won. They went to overtime. Yeah. And the Eagles' defense at this point is not what it was last year. I mean, I'm not going to get into a full Eagles conversation because I'm incredibly biased and an incredible hater. You know. So, uh, but 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 my point is, everyone is hung with the Eagles, and I don't think I think that's the Buccaneers' big claim to fame right now is that they hung with the Eagles and. So so is everyone else. Yeah, that's fair. And speaking of biases and hatred, we've got a uh, surprise caller coming in here. So I'm going to go oh, ahead and admit go. this caller in, uh, <laughs> see if they have any thoughts. Um, let's see. He's he's hopping in now. Um, there he is. Here we go. So we've got hey. uh, we've got joining joining the shack here. We've got Ryan Spence, avid Cowboys fan. Avid Giants and Panthers denier. Um, Spence, welcome to the Jack. What is there to deny that they're terrible? Just in general, just general denier. Denier of what? Spence, denier of Cowboys? hope. Denier, denier of everything. Denier of of Bryce Young's potential. Denier. I mean, all Should the I Giants denials. Hope? All the Giants denials. I'm on board with. They're locked in. They got a, t- a bad quarterback. They're paying forty million. They don't even have enough to afford their running back, who carries their whole team. They drafted two off- offensive linemen in the top ten the last couple of years, and their offensive line looks like the worst in the league. And the defense isn't even good. And the coaches don't want to be there. Well, isn't and they have no receivers. Tackle out. They're all why? Why out. am I being piled on in the? No, sorry. No, sorry. Sense. You're right. You're right. Well, because I, I, I have the right. Cowboys. You're I have right, the Cowboys but... at six. I have the Cowboys at six. I think the Cowboys are a good team. I think. 2.0, I agree with you where I think they basically will be what we thought they were, where 
they'll have a good year. I think the Cowboys could 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 go twelve and five, um, maybe eleven and six, make the playoffs. It depends who they play. They could end up playing the the Bucks or some bullshit first game. They could win a game in the playoffs. I've been saying that for a decade. A decade. Yeah. Cowboys fans have been saying that since since ninety five. So yeah, don't well, do it. They're stuck in they're stuck in the in the in the top tier successful purgatory, which is not the worst purgatory to be in. But it's pretty I bad. Mean, it's pretty bad. I like, mean, the, we've won, we won a playoff game last year. We won Super a playoff Bowls. game the year before. I mean, at least we're winning playoff one playoff game now instead of none. No playoff games. Do you think <laughs> that they can win the Super Bowl this season? And and if so, do you think that it happens this year? Do I think they can win a Super Bowl this season? And do I think it happens this year? That was a weird question. But yeah, yes, like, I, I mean, do think they're they can capable, win a Super Bowl. but do you think it's going to happen? Uh, I think it very well could happen. Yeah. I think they have a better shot at it this year than they do last year or they did last year. I think Why? they have more of an identity. They have more of an identity. What identity? Uh, <laughs> Pollard, offensive line. I mean, Pollard is the guy now. There's no Zeke involved anymore. Um, they, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, Mike McCarthy's play calling hasn't been terrible. Um, he's got that West Coast offense humming, that defense with Dan Quinn. I mean, they have the best defensive coordinator in the league. I don't know. I mean, do you have an explanation? Do you have anything to say for the Cowboys after from the Arizona game? Is there any defense? I mean, they just no got manhandled. They did. They looked like a shell of themselves. They got behind, and they and they really couldn't. They didn't really didn't press to get back. They were never pressing. They gave the ball to, to Pollard a lot. I mean. They could have taken more shots at CD. They could have done a lot of things differently, but I don't know. Maybe that's just one game they needed to get their 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 heads rocked, and then yeah. they they didn't want to give up everything. I'm sure. I mean, Mike McCarthy's got to have some more in the bag. Do you really want to give it up against Arizona to give everyone the blueprint? I don't know. Is Would have liked to a, have the win though. Is that just a, <laughs> is that just a false justification? Maybe, but if that's one team you can <laughs> drop a win to, go ahead. Make. Maybe the locker room gets really angry. They didn't look happy. Micah didn't look happy. CD didn't look happy. Nobody looked happy. But if that's one game that could piss off a locker room and really make you think, are we that good and try harder, then maybe yeah. that's the game. Fair enough. Um, wanted to get a quick score prediction. Cowboys um, on the road traveling to San Francisco. They're going to win that game. Um, I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to win it. Something along the lines of twenty to seventeen. Yeah, I think they're going to win. 2.0, You got I mean, a prediction? Have the Have the Niners played a good defense yet? I mean, if they could get after, if they oh, can yeah. get after Brock Purdy, and just give him one good hit, then then and they can bottle up Christian McCaffrey to one hundred and fifty yards and one touchdown, then I think they're okay. Yeah, two You got any thoughts on that game? Uh, I would. I would look back at recent history at no, the past no. two times that the Cowboys have played the 49ers. Oh, let's and, not do that. Let's and, not do and, that. And, and I, I believe last year it ended with Ezekiel Elliott at center on the final play of the game. And the, the year before it ended with Dak Prescott kneeling out the clock. Tony Pollard broke his, broke his tibia last year, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, Pollard's smaller. And they still had a team shot team. at winning the game. But they yeah. lost. They did lose. And I, I expect similar results. But Spence. if Tony Pollard was in that game, would there have been uh, would there have been uh, just would the probabilities Plus, have gone up? 
Dan Quinn is – yes, they would go on. Go up. Dan Quinn's a great coach, but at the end of the day, the team is led by uh, a lard, an empty shell of, filled with lard. He is a suckling that... pig. Yes, he is. <laughs> and, and, and the West Coast offense that you said was humming will not be humming against the 49ers defense. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals offense was, dare I say, humming? They were humming, yeah. They were humming. So what do you think? What do you think? So what do you think the Niners are going to do to them? So the Cowboys? If if the Cardinals' offense was humming, I can't even imagine. No, I was saying the Cardinals' offense was kind of humming against against uh, against the the oh against the Niners against the Niners. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't say humming, but for for, but for how good the Niners are to 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 have any sort of offense being the Arizona Cardinals, it's I mean their offense isn't bad. Yeah. All right. That's that's I think I think that's fair enough. I I honestly, if I'm being honest, I do think that the Cowboys have a shot to win the game. I think that your diagnosis of that is pretty fair. Like they got it. They got a the line. It's they always uh, have a shot. Uh, Niners minus four. So I think it's good line. To add What's home. the money line? Uh, I'm not sure. They not always sure. have Cowboys a shot. probably plus one fifty or something. I like minus four. I mean, if they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose by three or by fifty. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Spence, real quick. So I've got the Cowboys at six in the power rankings behind Dolphins, Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Niners. Any any team you would put them ahead of there? Or do you think that's fair? I think for right now that's fair. I think the Dolphins could could fade a bit. Um, I could agree. They kind of did the same thing as they did last year. I mean, but they, they got a free. They, the, they Dolphins, got... the good thing of the Dol- the Dolphins are going to be five and one because they have two free wins coming up. They play the Giants and then they play the Panthers both both at home. So. You know, Two let's free just wins. go. To, to, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not chalking up any game as a free win, though. I, I, I am. I'm not chalking up any win. Any game is a free win. That's a free win, though. It's a Except free for win, Christmas Day against Christmas. the Eagles, that will be a free win. That that'll for Correct. sure be a free win. And at and at Cowboys is a loss for the Giants. Yes. Maybe. 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 Maybe you never know. You never know. You, never pa- know. you think? Do you think the Panthers have any chance going into no. Detroit this week? Uh, no, no chance. I mean, the Vikings in Detroit are. I mean, the Vikings try to lose, but Amon yeah. Ross stat line: nine receptions, one hundred sixty-four yards, two touchdowns. Laporta stat line: six receptions <laughs> for forty-seven yards, no touchdowns. I'll take that. That's Montgomery more stat line. Montgomery stat line, 18 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Yes, he will have – They're going to score six touchdowns in the game. Yeah, Montgomery anytime touchdown is actually the bet of the century. Gibbs will break free this week and unfortunately have a touchdown against me for you 2.0. Yeah. But he won't have many yards. He might have like four or five catches and a touchdown, but he will have seven carries for 47 yards – Six catches for 30 yards and touchdown. He will not be seeing the field in fantasy, so you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Love it. All right, boys, we got uh, less than 30 seconds left here, so we'll wrap it up. But uh, appreciate you boys hopping on. Uh, good another episode of The Shack, and we'll be back next week with something new. Go, boys. Night, boys. Keep pounding. <laughs>